Dear friend Sammy Simpson last night, I had two very strong drinks. Can we please... Th- okay, yeah, I was going to say, don't use the term hungover, because it's insulting to the rest of us. <laughs> I, honestly, I had crazy dreams all night you long. Had, what'd you had... You probably had two vodka tonics. Uh, this is the... Like the short ones no. in the rocks glasses. This big. And had a, a margarita col- this big, salt on the rim. Okay. Uh, and then I had a Moscow mule right after, slammed that thing down. And all night long, I dreamt that we were interviewing Cher, and we couldn't get the microphones to work. We couldn't we couldn't get the questions out. Like, we kept speaking like we were with Cher. She was here at the podcast. And our mouths kept opening and asking the question, but she couldn't hear our voices. And I was frantically trying to get you to adjust the controls. You were yelling at me. Wow, that's it was... great. I had a nightmare about Cher, too, but mine was completely different than that. What happened? Well, Sarah, let me just tell you, it involved that song, If I Could Turn Back Time, in the same outfit, and a bunch of sailors. <laughs> okay. I don't... I'm Have you so... never seen the video? Yes. Don't you wait, remember? Wait, She's are on you like... a sailor? Were you sheer trying to do the sailors? What's going on? Sometimes you just miss a joke when it just hits you in the face. Sarah, I was joking. Clearly, I didn't have a dream about Cher, but the fact that you have a dream about Cher, and on top of that, it's about, well, I had a dream about Cher, and the interview went horribly wrong. Like, that's like a, that's, that's a very niche dream right there that only you, <laughs> Ross, that guy from, like, ETV has, and then, like, maybe Paul Warren. I don't know. Like, Well, the three of us know that nightmare, and it is hell, because you think, my God, this legend is here. We can't get the words out. Okay. And I'm also doing this now a lot too, which is you know Michael Phelps. Whenever he wins a race, like he would like do the the motion, the bring the it on, where you have your hands on your <laughs> flicking your fingers back to you, like bring it on, motherfucker. No, more applause. Oh, I already did it, didn't I? Gosh, I am so bad at this already. That's the one thing I keep on getting yelled at every day. Stop swearing before the disclaimer. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. You might think I'm a narcissist, but much like Phelps, someday I believe we'll be doing this podcast for like an audience like that, and then I'm going to want more applause at the end when we slay. So just, just like gonna I practice. That? You're going to do yeah. this? I thought that was like, so you're going to sit there and like all of a sudden bump into my American life and be like... Bring it on, motherfuckers. <laughs> Bring it on. No, it's this. You're going to show up and see Dr. Drew and just all of a sudden throw down? Absolutely. Bring it. I want more, more applause. Okay. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Narcissistic Show. <laughs> uh, now, I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, along with Sammy K. What's up? Welcome to the Hey Frazier podcast. We are now on Podcast One exclusively. Got a couple messages on Instagram yesterday. Hey, are you guys still doing episodes? Yes, we are. Spread the word because we're only on Podcast One now yes. and iTunes. Okay, so if you're an iPhone user... You can get us on iTunes. You can get us on the podcast app that you already have on your phone. If you're an Android user, podcastone.com, you can download their app from the App Store. That's where you get us. Let your friends know. Did you see what I got you, Sarah? It finally came in today. Aren't you excited? Yes, we're going to talk about this. Sammy has... The box came in. The box came in. Sammy uh, had brought a gift for me today, and he says that this will save my relationship with Dan. It will. 
And, you know, Dan and I have a great relationship. I've been with my boyfriend three and a half years. He's amazing. Sure, Sarah. We want different things sometimes in life. Like, he would like to have got, he would, he would seriously probably want to be married about, mm, I would say engaged like a year ago. It's a and give, be getting married it's now. It's a very give-take relationship. Like, that's what I always say. You guys want About us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give him a lot of shit, and he just kind of takes it. <laughs> And then from there, you know, that's why I'm bringing in the Star Wars plates to equal to equal out the playing field a little bit. It's true. It's true. It's about um, time he got to, you know, you know, put his put his flag on the moon. You know what I mean? So that's coming up. I'm going to open this gift that Sammy sent. He says that he found these Star Wars plates. I have no idea what they look like. We're going to open it on the show, and then he's going to instruct me on how to use them. And so I'll do it on, you know, Snapchat, on our Snapchat, which is Hey Frage Show, and uh, see how it goes. Are you ready? To save us. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, too. Um, also coming up, it's part two of our three sides to every story. Ed, the attorney, Ed Dombrowski, who's out of Boston, who helped my brother get primary custody of my nine-year-old niece. He's going to be on the show talking about, from a lawyer perspective, if you're going through a divorce as a dad, you know, what's the chances of you getting mm-hmm. primary custody? How should you do it? How much does it cost? And, you know, is it worth it? So we're going to have, from an expert attorney's point of view, that interview will be coming up by the way have you got any good emails about names because unfortunately i had zero people who supported my orgy of inspiration (laughs) idea yeah nobody liked that name nobody liked that all people like three sides but i'm waiting to see you know i'm waiting to give it a couple days um if you have a name suggestion of these these new mini interview series that we're going to do please email us sarah at heyfresh.com S-A-R-A-H at Hefresh, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E dot com. And then also, I, I haven't even given you any prep, so this is cold. This is cold quiz for you. Oh, no. Is it a sex act or is it a fake act? Okay? Sex act or real? Because, you know, I don't know if people know this about Sammy or as you get to know this show, but years this ago. A, okay, hold on. I'm going to preface this by saying it's exactly conversations like this or why girls don't respond to my text messages, okay? But let's go on with it anyways because I'm completely honest on this oh, show. Oh, we're going to play that quiz, okay? Sex act or fake. Great. Up. But you know what? By our, our From our friend V. Gulls, you know, our Snapchat friend who was going to mm-hmm. hook you up with the redhead with inverted nipples? Who clearly she hasn't said, texted me back because she clearly has heard the show. And yeah, I know. She snapped me and she's like, oh, no, I can't believe I said all that. Um, my friend is never going to, like, call him back now. I'm really bummed. And I'm like, why? Just tell her, you know. I texted her, don't worry. And I knew I wasn't going to respond back. Nothing back? Here's the thing. At this point, I know when I'm, getting, when I'm about to get shut down. And so I just kind of like the text or send that one last message just to be funny. You know, and it's usually something very asinine. Wow, I keep holding out because I feel like you two would be perfect together. Because I actually, I believe I wrote like, oh, by the way, there's this great penguin exhibit I heard coming to the National Zoo. Did you know penguins also have inverted nipples? And then I never heard back. <laughs> you did not write so, that. So, unfortunately, I'm never going to get that, yeah. You did not. At that point, once she didn't, once I knew, like, I knew it was going to hell, I was like, might as well make it funny. Might as well make a good story out really of it. But you didn't really write that to her. Why would you do that? Maybe she's very sensitive about it. You don't know this woman. What? Well, I can't take back the text now, Sarah. Too late. I'm kidding. You know I wouldn't do that. Oh, thank God. No, I Look don't you. know I got you're you kidding. freaked out, though. Or was I? No, I didn't know that you were kidding. Ugh. I would never do that. Come on. I was one that was already telling her. I was like, why don't you just tell me your friend was cool? I would have been cool with that. I'm looking for someone smart and sassy. You know? Smart and sassy and kind of classy. They're the ones that overshared the information, not me. 
Well, anyway, so goes Sammy's drama. But little did I know, every weekend he's out with listeners. So you ladies I mean, not love him. every weekend. It's literally you heard. It was one weekend when we had a show, by the way. So we happen to be surrounded by them. Maybe I'll party with them. And then, like, yeah, you know, I hit up one to go on a date with me. And she bailed on me. And she clears and texted me either because I said something about it yesterday. So I'm not doing well here, Sarah. LL Sammy K- uh, Gay. Okay. LL what? <laughs> That's what I thought. Ladies love. No, they Sammy do not. It's more like LH, ladies hate. Just saying. Um, there's a couple of clickworthy stories I want to get to, and then I want to hear what's going on, what you've got for the show, what you want to chat about. You did, You really did nothing for today's show, didn't you? You weren't no, lying to me when you said that. Well, I've got tons. No, I'm ready to talk about this. Okay. Well, first of all, um, I don't know. Did you see the story about how a lot of the Olympians... Of course, the Olympics is over, right? Mm-hmm. So the Olympians are coming home, but now the number one thing to get if you're an Olympic champion... Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. STD test. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, you need that. Oh, was it not it? Oh. No. Um, now people are getting gold grills for the uh, Olympians. So rapper Paul Wall... Amen. ...is doing a gold grills giveaway to all U.S. medal winners, Okay. So this would be amazing. Um, but basically, he's just offering free gold grills, courtesy of the, of the rapper, as I mentioned, and his partner, Johnny Dang. Doesn't he have a grills company? Yes. They've yeah. been running a high-end grills business for years and want to reward the best athletes by blinging out their mouths with a special Olympic-themed piece of gold. So your gold grills now feature on the front the Olympic rings and then Rio 2016 with the Olympic mark. But on some you, of the teeth. But here's my problem. Do you have to pay taxes on that as well? Oh like you do with the gold medals? Because it's not even worth it at that point. If well, I came I'm back and I was would, like, yeah. like, if I'm Michael Phelps at this point, I'm not paying for all, you know, 28 medals. I would just sit there and be like, all right, give me like, I can't wear more than eight at a time anyway. So how, can, I just buy, can I just pay the taxes on eight? I'm sure you're going to have to because it's a gift, by the way. They're 18 karat gold, and they're giving them to any athlete who got a medal, more than 100 in the U.S., by the way, and more than 100 American athletes have already earned medals so far, so they could be out 100 sets of gold Olympic grills. How many Olympic athletes do you think are actually going to take them up on that offer? Mm, Ryan Lochte, and then who are those four other dudes that were with him that are douchebags as okay, well? Okay, so the swimmers. Yeah. So we got all You've the got swimmer, five there. All the male swimmers, but Michael Phelps. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, if you live around Arlington, Virginia, you know, this podcast is out of D.C., although we are worldwide, and we cover all stories. So if you've got a story in Kansas City, we'll talk about it. If you're from France, we'll talk about that. Germany, done. But I do live in Arlington, Virginia, so I like to stay up on some of the local stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to know, where were you on Sunday night? I'll tell you one thing I definitely wasn't, Sarah. You know the one thing I don't do, and I don't cross that damn border into Virginia. <laughs> so What I, was Sunday? Where, where were you? Sunday. Okay, I don't know. We didn't speak on Sunday, so I'm not sure. I don't even know where I was on Sunday. I'm trying to think. What did I do Sunday? Arlington County says they're dealing with a serial pooper. Were you anywhere near Fort Barnard Park? Nope. You know what? I was watching the D.C. United play. That's what I was doing. Oh, yeah. Good alibi now. I was. Yep. I was shit. I was there by myself, too, so I can't actually say it. But I was there by myself watching the game in the rain. Oh, God. This story is so disturbing. Can you imagine, all right, of all the crimes that you could see yourself potentially committing? But this is a crime I feel that happens all the time. Like, th- we have when one of, someone poops on the, on the park on, people, like, a slide? We have That's serial gross. poopers all the time, Sarah. Like, Where? Okay, like, for instance, one time, I'm, it's been way past seven years, right? But in high school, we were walking around, okay, messing around, me and a few of my friends, and my friend really had to go take a, you know... 
Yeah, all right. A number two, right? Okay. So he said, screw it. So he just walks over, takes a dump in the middle of this driveway, right? That's it. Because he just had to go. You know, that was it. It wasn't like trying to be vandals or anything. He just had to go. And he thought it was funny. So right there, right? Then we continue on. We're walking. We're walking. We're like, I think we're like TPing houses or something that night, right? Well, then all of a sudden this other kid... Has to go. So he does another one, right? Oh, God. And then by the end of the night, our last friend ends up taking, like, a dump here, like, in a parking lot. So I think, like, in the Walmart parking lot. What is with you? Well, here's the thing. is It ended up being a news story about a serial pooper the next day on the, <laughs> on the news. But I was sitting there, and I was like, no, no, no. This isn't an actual news story. The police are looking for a single man that went around town. Is this, an, is this in Iowa? Yes. And it's not, a, like, I mean, it's one of those things, like, people were asking us about. We're like, I was like, fine. I was like, all right, guys, hold on. There's not a serial pooper. All right. I know three separate people. I know who turded. Okay, I'm not going to give them up, but, like, it's not a serial pooper. They just had to go. We had Taco Bell before we went TPing. I like that you guys didn't notice the toilet paper all over the city. Oh, But yet God. you noticed that. It, that. Why do you think we felt so comfortable taking dumps? Because we had all that toilet paper with us? Like, come on, guys. And it's like, it's not a story. And I feel like we also had another thing in high school, the same thing. People kept on going and, like... Leaving them all throughout the high school oh, randomly. God, Cindy, who did you grow up with? This is Iowa. I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. This is like a normal story. These happen every so and so, and it's just it's usually either a mistake or it's you know. Oh God! Well, Arlington County is trying to deny that it's a serial. Uh, pooper. They say that this is the first incidence that they've had in a park. Um, they have had some other instances around town, but feel like that isn't related to this one person. Perhaps it's a one-off. They're worried about a turd in the park. Like, <laughs> these are little kids. That's what they do. Isn't that like, how old? Don't you have to be like seven I don't seven think or, it was a child. Aren't you like seven or eight before you stop shitting yourself? <laughs> seven or eight. Like, I don't know. How old are they when they stop? Like, I think three. Okay, Maybe well, three still. Or four, your these are kids, and if you're going to have a sandbox, you can't worry about a turd every once in a while because that sandbox is way worse than that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God, what is wrong with people? Honestly. Well, that's Virginia for you. That's why I don't cross the borders. <laughs> in D.C., we have regular crime. Like muggings. Okay. And shootings and stuff. Uh, there's a new sassy Trump out. We told you about this last week. We're obsessed with it, and I'm so obsessed with it. Peter uh, Serafinowitz, who's the actor, has been doing these um, impressions, if you will, I guess, kind of voiceovers. He'll take snippets of Trump's speeches, and then he will put his own flair on them, and they're so good. So he came out with a couple last week. We played them, but there's actually a new one that was released just yesterday. And you you might have seen um, Donald Trump's discussion, I believe it was over the weekend, where he basically gave a reason why African-American voters should vote for him. Yeah. And that's because why not? You've got nothing else to lose. Mm-hmm. So Peter Serafinowicz put his uh, spin on it. Take a listen. To those I say... The following. What do you have to lose by trying something new like Trump? What do you have to lose? Oh, it's so good. I love this song. What do you have to lose? You're living in poverty. <laughs> your schools are no good. You have no jobs. 58% of your youth is unemployed. <laughs> what the hell do you have to lose? <laughs> oh my so- god, I'm so obsessed. 
I am so obsessed. It's called Sassy Trump. You've got to Google it. Oh, my it. God. You're obsessed. I'm just so upset. Oh, God. I am just so upset. By Why? Th- that's actually our presidential key. That's actually a guy who's running for president. He could be the president of the United States. It's so good. Oh what God. do you have to lose? I mean, also, I'll admit, you know, as we're doing our... Uh, you know, our election night party. And it could go either way, as we know. But I got to admit, like, I the Trumpisms I enjoyed so much. Like, the it was kind of like George W. Bush. I was oddly attracted to George W. Bush, and I enjoyed, yeah. like, the dancing and the awkwardness. And it's the same way with Trump. Like, I love the speeches. Yeah, but here's the thing. Bush, I loved Bush, okay? None of his policies. Thought he was a moron with that. But he was so entertaining to sit back and laugh at and to think that that man became president that I thought we learned our lesson. I was like, all right, guys, that was funny. LOL, like, hello. Trump has a lot of hate behind him. And it's people that had no voice before, are, like, talking, like, straight up hate. And they always, and the problem is, is they're, and people that are normal, you know, just kind of normal, middle of the road, you know, normal thinking people on the regular part, they're finding ways to sit there and to somehow work around his, his speech of hate to say, well, he's got some good ideas. That's the issue. Is they're, like, vouching for it. You know what I mean? I, you know, Shit's look, crazy. It is. It it's crazy. But I also, am not, I don't know. I don't worry about it. I mean, definitely. I'm sure it would be very interesting if he became president, but I also think there are some checks and balances in place that might, you know, prevent it from being all out mayhem. Um, Good fucking luck with that one. <laughs> You, I, like you, that's why you're glad you live in Virginia, because I'm the one that lives in D.C., so when he does get, every protest is going to block my traffic. Every protest is going to, you know, that's going to be well, Come on over to the VA side, baby. Not doing it, because you know why. It's illegal. Oh, yeah, you can't smoke. Yeah, I know. Man. They're so strict there. Well, I was thinking this reminded me, you know, when you live in a city, when you live in a major metropolitan area, you begin to forget that there, especially in D.C., right? D.C. is very democratic. You know, Northern Virginia is like, you know, different than the entire state. Very democratic. So you kind of forget that that people are genuine, diehard Trump supporters. And when we went to the Prince William County Fair on Friday night, we were there. We had a kissing booth. You could kiss us or a pig, mm-hmm. which we'll get to that, by the way. Which was fantastic. No one wanted to kiss me. Which is fantastic. And, and I'm not kidding you. Not one person, one guy who was 70 fucking years old came back at one point and was like, I'll kiss you. No, that, see, but see, you're and taking that. That was a joke, Sarah. He was saying it sarcastically, okay? <laughs> the pig got 48 kisses, okay? <laughs> I got one. You got Zero. Zero offers. Zero. Zero. I was throwing myself at people. Zero. If you were there, by the way, huge shout out because there were tons of fans there, which was awesome. And what I forget is so many people had their baby strollers and then a Trump Pence sign tacked to their strollers. And I'm like, oh my God. Well, they I also forget. put us right next to the place where you register to absentee vote. I know that woman was crazy. She was like. And she finally got shooed away, too. <laughs> Security shooed her away. was like, you can't be canvassing out here, ma'am. You got to stay in your room. <laughs> that was so funny. But anyway, I can't believe I didn't get one kiss. Not a one. Well, not one. What is what is it? I didn't have a herpes outbreak or anything that night. Because you're just not, you know, you're just not Prince William County style, <laughs> I guess. That's but, terrible. But me and the pig were? I don't even know if that's an insult or a compliment at this point, actually. I know. It was really awful. At the end there, I was just throwing myself at anybody. Any age, kids, anybody. Who wants to kiss you probably me? probably don't want to. I should probably edit that kid's part out. <laughs> I'm probably. Oh, you know what? Oh, please. I was thinking, like, kiss on the cheek. I'm not talking, like, make out, for God's sake. Do I have to bring up (laughs) Markov's Haunted Forest? What happened there? Never mind. I'm not going to bring it up then. (laughs) I don't even. I'm not even going to bring it up then. (laughs) I don't even remember. Um, 
You don't remember? No. Oh, oh! Oh! The one time I made out with the kid that was 18. It was on video. It's still out there on YouTube. Okay, Sarah, he was 17. No, he was 18. He showed Sa- me his license. Remember? He showed me his license. Yeah, and then he emailed us two years later. was like, man, I can't believe it. And he told you it was a fake ID, remember? Oh, my God. No, I don't remember that at all. That didn't happen. Are you sure? Yeah, that, I totally remember. Why are you trying to test me? He looked. He definitely looked 14. There's a video you can Google. It, was, it wasn't at Markov, so it was at, what was that other one? Oh, I don't know. It was at a haunted forest. Yeah, if you right? Google Sarah Fraser haunted forest, make out. I, the, and this was when that whole Taylor Swift thing, like, or Carrie Underwood, the kid wanted Carrie Underwood to be his first kiss, mm-hmm. and she did it. And then this, this guy, who was adorable, who, who by the way... We know his sister very well. She's a fan of the show, and I believe he listens as well. They're oh, both really? Big, they're both big fans, yes. To this day, they're big fans. You can actually find the video on Family Watchdog. It's on, no, it's not. You're <laughs> it was legal, believe me. Okay. Not going to be one of those teachers that hooks up with a 14-year-old. Um, so anyway, that was our Prince William County experience. But... What's going on in your world? I want to hear what's going on. You had a couple stories you wanted to talk about what before do you mean, I open these. World, Sarah. Well, I'm huh? always, there's always something going on with Sammy. There's never a dull moment, whether it's an arrest, a dog, a passing of a dog, another passing of a dog, a car that's being broken into, and he doesn't even bother to clean the the uh, glass out. Oh, of Oh, it got seat. broken into again. What? Oddly enough, I don't even care. So now I have three missing windows. <laughs> no way! I, I don't swear, believe it. I swear, three missing windows. Someone smashed out another window. Yeah, and the worst thing is they actually shuffled through. So I finally put a note because they keep on going for my uh, glove compartment, right? So I finally wrote a note that says, "You're a fucking idiot. There's nothing in this car." Not even windows. And I have the note now in my glove compartment, and I come out today, came out again, just checked on my car. I don't drive it in. Like, I take the bus everywhere, right? So I leave the car in pretty much the same spot for, like, five, six days at a time, you know? Came out, glove compartment was open, and that note was just sitting there, and it was crumpled up. I was like, ding, ding. What? Someone tried to break into my car again. And they saw the note, and they just get pissed. I was like, I don't have anything, guys. I leave, like, I make it look like, at this point, I actually start to, I have one window left, okay? One window remaining, and I actually keep that rolled down permanently now. (laughs) Sammy, what are you going to do? I mean, that car is completely, at some point, I don't even think you're going to be able to drive it on the streets. What's that? Is like Fleshlight Repair? No, not a Fleshlight. (laughs) Sorry, not. Hold on. No, what is it? You know what I'm talking about, right? Crap, I didn't mean to say that. No, I think uh, flashlight. No, no, fresh light. No, what's that company that's like, repair, replace? Fast light. Fast, oh. fast light, repair, fast light, replace. Is that it? Yeah. Is that light it, repair? I don't know if that's it. Fast light, No, that's repair. not. I don't know. It's whatever. It's, I don't know. What is, I got to find someone to do it. I figured that if I talked about it enough on the air, someone would feel bad for me. And, and hook you up with and some new like, windows. And just be like, yo, I'm man, sure. I got some windows for you. I'm sure there's a window company listing. You know. He, yeah, well, email us, Sarah at HeyFrage.com. And at this point, it's beautiful outside anyways. I don't have AC, so I got to ride with the windows down anyways. So it's all working out. Oh, completely. I mean, look, if there's one thing I know about you, your life always sorts itself out, and you always end up on the top. Like, yesterday I was driving, and I went to go pick up my buddy. He's like, dude, I'm not going to—I'll just take a cab behind you. Like, I'm not going to get in the back seat of your car. Like, that looks weird. I was like, everyone's just going to think that I'm an Uber driver, man. And they do. <laughs> People just look at me like I'm driving the worst Uber ever. If you were an Uber driver and you rolled up to get me in that car, I'm sorry. I'd be like, I, okay, this is a joke. Well. This is a video. Why? It's safe. You um, can't open it from the outside because well, the door handle got ripped off, too. Right. I was going to say, some of the doors don't open. The front seat, the front passenger side seat is so stained. And I don't even, 
I mean, I've never even seen Well, I anything. got it for a cheap price, so I'm assuming something bad happened in that passenger seat, Sarah. I don't know, okay? All I know is that it's, it looks, it doesn't stain you when you sit in it. That's how it is. Oh, my God. It's a riot. Well, anyways, I got a flashlight or whatever that is to help me out. Um, well, what other story do you Do you have another story? Well, I was going to say, I want to do this, okay, because it's the new hotness, all right? And besties from all around the world are doing it. Sisters, brothers are doing it. Like, people that have that close bond, Sarah, and I feel like you and we me? officially have. But this could actually get us to that point okay. of being full-blown best friends. Okay. And what they're doing is they're choosing tattoos for each other. <laughs> okay, there's no way. Yes, because I Sarah, don't have any tats. That's the point. So you're gonna have to. Okay, I would. You would let me choose a tattoo for you. You would get it on. You would choose a tattoo for me, and that's why it's like the ultimate. You know, it's the ultimate test of you know friendship. The ultimate bond, Sarah. Oh no! Can't you give me something else? I don't want. I don't want a tat. It's so permanent. It's so permanent. And no shit. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. That's, you know what? Note to self. Someone can put down there was a learning moment today on the Hey Fresh podcast at roughly 24, oh, 24.58 saying that tattoos are permanent. Yeah, Sarah, that's the point, okay? Because our friendship is permanent. Man, we've already been working together for like 10 years, okay? If you think about it, one hundred, like what, 99% of my career has been with you. <laughs> 99. I, know, I, know. I literally have 1% at the beginning in which, like, I worked before you got there. But then you were there within, like, two months. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. So, but what did you have in mind then? If if you were going to pick a tattoo for me, what would you have in mind? Oh, my God. What are you talking about? I'd give you Darth Maul. Darth Maul? Yeah, from what Star Wars. The guy with the horns and the stuff from, like, Star Wars. The one no, who had the two-sided I lightsaber. I do not want some devil I would get you guy. a little Darth Maul right here on your hips, Sarah. Why? Why? Because, first off, I think, A, it would bring you and Dan closer. <laughs> B, Darth Maul gets a lot of hatred for, like, being a bad guy. But, really, he was easily one of the most badass guys of all time. You know? No, okay. And that's what you are. And I think that, you know... What you are is you're so nice. You're so pure. You're almost, you know, as as the nerds and Dan would understand, you're so Jedi, Sarah. You know? Like, I don't even know what that You means. are. You're so, like, you're so just Jedi that you need a little bit of the dark side. And so that's why I think that if you had a little bit of the dark side, you know, just a little tattoo of Darth Maul. I'm not trying to, I'm not saying Darth Vader, okay? I'm not saying the Emperor here, Sarah. Darth Maul right there on your hip, you know? So that way if you're wearing, you know, when you're wearing your tankini, someone may be able to pop a, you know, pop a look at that. But you get him, and that way you can always look and be like, yeah, I am a badass. I am okay. dangerous. All right, fine. I do have a double-sided lightsaber. Okay, cool. I will um, I will do that if on your wrist, on the inside of your wrist, you'll have tattooed, choose joy. Choose joy? Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I will do this, but on the inside of your wrist, you have to have choose joy. How do I spell it? C H O O S E J O Y. Oh no! Choose if I could spell C H U Z J O I, at least I could convince someone that it's like some ancient Asian writing or no, something. No, this is best friends, best friends, and and the reason is is because I realize this about you. You you know you have these wonderful moments, right, where you are so joyful and fun and say la vie, and then you get in these spaces where you don't wish happiness on anyone. And I think if you could just look down at your wrist and go, you know what, choose joy, then you would come back to Positive Town, and you would wish all your friends success. You would so, feel that no one was trying to wrong you. So somehow you <laughs> think that a choose joy tattoo is going to fix my outlook on life? Yes. I already have a Kuna Matata, Sarah. That no, that's a joke. That one's a joke. And I have we accept the love we think we deserve. 
Huh? Okay, those have not worked. You're they right. don't work. You're right because I don't look at my tattoos for inspiration. <laughs> but I don't think I think that's because they're in they're your inner arm. You got to really go out of your way to look there. But the wrist, the inner wrist, just the choose joy in like an electric pink. That would be all right. Fine, I will get choose joy tattooed on me if you get Darth no, Maul tattooed on because you. Because you would do it. Your body. I will do choose joy. I will do it, Sarah. Your body has just become a vessel for people to do things to, and I, I don't want to go that route. What? Sarah, no, come on. That's how. That's like the ultimate bestie experience, right there. No, I don't well, want to do it. Okay, well then, fine. And you want to know what I consider to be the most genius thing that now students are doing? Okay, and it started in D.C. Okay, at George Washington University and at Georgetown, I believe. Oh, I love that. Georgetown University, okay? And you know what these kids started doing? This is why. Like, people wonder, the greatest minds, the greatest students, this is why they come to D.C. Because when they're all together, right, and they really put all their minds and their young, fresh outlooks together, you know, in one little place, they think of amazing ideas like this. The students at Georgetown started bringing their own tortillas to every fast casual restaurant in the city. So they would go to a salad place and they'd be like, hey, oh, you guys don't have, can you put in a tortilla for me? Okay. Boom. They started doing it at Chop House, which is that Thai restaurant, you know, the Chipotle sure. Thai thing. Started doing it there. They started doing it at so many locations that now they're saying that not only has Chop House added wraps permanently to their menu, okay. but that they're actually changing the dynamic of how people are doing fast casual now. Think about that, Sarah. Is that not genius? Why are you bringing your own tortilla again? Because everything tastes better in a burrito. All right? They're going to an Indian restaurant. They go, great. Can I get that rice and that chicken tikka masala in this tortilla instead? So people are literally making everything into a burrito. And they're making everything into a burrito. And it is genius because they're just walking around with their own tortillas. And they're doing it so much, Sarah, and so often that now companies... Big companies like Chipotle, okay, are taking heed and actually adding those items to the menu. So, wait, wait. How is Chipotle adding items to the... They're not adding Chipotle. Like a, they're not going. They're doing it at Shop House, which doesn't have tortillas. Oh, okay. So, They do noodles now, and rice and all that. You know what I mean? So, are people going to like a Shake Shack, like a burger place and going, hey, here's my own tortilla? Can, but isn't can that like I a also, health issue? They can't like... Listen, Sarah, they're doing it so much now. Like, people are going to Burger King, right? And they're being like, yo, I want a Whopper, but I don't want your bun. Put it in this tortilla. It happened so much that they released the Whopperito this year. Like, literally this week, Sarah, they released the Whopperito. Oh, okay. And, and this I is wondered... all stemming from the students at Georgetown University. They're the ones that started They are it? the ones that started this national craze, and now everything, like, I mean, granted, everything's been put in right for a while, but they're the ones that are, because they were doing it, just taking it out everywhere. And how did this catch fire? So, like, did these students, they, they started just doing social it so media? often, so often, that they would just, they would go, they'd be like, wait. How'd you get a burrito from Chop House? It all started at the Chop House there in DuPont, I guess. Go, How'd you get a burrito from Chop House? And they're like, well, I just uh, walked in with a tortilla that I bought from the grocery store, and I told us to put all that in the tortilla and wrap it for me. They said, okay. And that originated here. That's amazing. And I do actually have to, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, God, everything does taste better in a tortilla. It does. It, it does. is pretty amazing. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so cool, Sammy. I didn't know that. Think about it. Georgetown University. Look, people think presidents, economists. No. Tortilla you're, masters. You're That's good what with they knowledge. Are. You're good with That's knowledge. That's what they are, okay? Um. Well, speaking of... Uh, Your Star Wars tattoo, you want to go back to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to open this. So um, while I open this, will you please talk about what I'm supposed to do with these Star Wars plates that are supposed to save All right, my... so here's the thing, Sarah, is Dan lives in your world, okay? It's your world. He happens just to be living in it, okay? And I think that is the issue. And I think that's where it's stemming of a lot of, you know... 
Any issues you guys have come from. Oh, God, they look perfect. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. So my idea is because oh everything about it. Remember, remember, like it was probably like two years ago. You actually had Dan throw away a bunch of his stuff, all of his plateware, all of his glasses because yes. it clashed with your theme and you want to have this theme and you yes. want to have this and it's all got to match. I did. That's the issue. It's your world and you don't give Dan any time to, you know, really live in his own space. And so I thought the best thing to do was to get you guys this plate set. Okay. Oh, my God. This with is Star real- Wars action figures on it. For Star Wars characters on it, I mean, that you guys will have to eat off of. So that way, you're gonna have to look up at your, you know, at your wall art from what is that? Like, what's a what's a place that you shop at, Sarah? I don't even know. Oh, I love West Elm. West Elm. Okay. CB two. You're gonna have to look two. over at your crate and barrel vase, and then boom, you're gonna have to eat. You're like organically bought salmon fillets off of Star Wars plates. Oh my god. Yoda, R two D two. You got Chewbacca in there, Sarah. Darth Vader. These plates are so hideous. Oh my no, god. No, they aren't, Sarah. Okay, this is gonna be the key to your relationship because if you can sit there and if you can enjoy your meal, enjoy the conversation, and not think about these plates and how much those plates bother, how much they clash, then I think you're finally ready to give up a little bit, Sarah, to Dan and let Dan Share because it's supposed to be a life shared between the two of you. It's not just you; it's the two of you together. All right. Right now, it's very one hundred percent you, zero percent him. This way, you're giving him ten percent. You know. I can't wait to see what he thinks of these. He's and if he'll, love it. If he'll actually use them, of course I he think, is. I think the funniest thing of all is on the back of this. It says also available Darth Vader cutlery set, which are basically look like lightsabers with a spoon and a knife and a fork out of the top. Yeah, those are expensive. Though. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to splurge on those. I can't wait. I'm so curious to see. Like, I'm going to put this on Snapchat, and he's not home for like the next couple of days, which really pisses me off because he's working. So then, should I keep him protected? Because I feel like you're going to try to ruin him somehow. No, I'll, I'll... Oh, they got stolen from my car. But that's bullshit. Nothing gets stolen no. in Virginia, Sarah. I will absolutely use these and see if it defuses the situation. And, it is. And going to make us You're going to see him because all of a sudden he's going to sit there and he's going to look at you and be like, wow, Sarah, all you got to do is you got to eat out of them, Sarah. Use them on the regular, you know. Come out. Don't just pretend like... not. Don't make them special occasion plates, okay? Because that's what you're going to try to do is make them a special oh, occasion have to plate. Be regular? Those are your regular plates now. The ones that you're just like, oh, well, you know, the other plates are dirty. Cool. I'll just do these. Don't, don't need to wash the other plates. Bring out food on that. Feed yourselves on that, Sarah, and watch as your relationship will blossom. Okay? I can't wait. Like Luke Skywalker getting training from Yoda, Sarah, you will just blossom, you know, into the Jedi, you know, that you, that, you know, that your relationship needs to be. I'm curious to see if, like, anybody else in their relationship has ever had a, I don't know, like a a diffusing item. Like, do you ever use something that automatically makes you guys laugh and then you no longer, like, argue? There's definitely items, like, everyone has it because at some point you have to realize, and I think you have 100% control of the, of the home domain. You know what I mean? 100% control. Wait a minute. No, I give him... That's not true because he, I give him a corner in an office I area. Do. I do. I give him a nightstand, which is a complete... Like, he gets so his funny. own nightstand. Well, fancy him. He can appreciate <laughs> it when he's sleeping at night. Fantastic. Okay, here's the thing. Dan is, like, pretty organized, okay? Like, he's very organized in his work life. And... But in, in, in at home, he keeps everything immaculate and picked up. But he always has a space that's kind of like his junk area. 
And sometimes, I, like, if I don't stay on it, he'll let that junk area, you know, move out to, like, the kitchen table and the countertops. Like, it gets a little junky. It's his house, Sarah. He has the right. <laughs> no. If he wants to sit there, he wants to do it on Wednesday as opposed to Tuesday, he can. And this is what these plates are going to help you understand is that you're going to have to let him, you know, share it with you, Sarah. It's All not right. just your house that he's living in. He's not your child. He's not a roommate. Okay? He is a partner. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, I'm willing to try. Like I said, I'll try anything once. He's Han Solo. You're Chewbacca. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, you guys are a match made in heaven, but you got to sit there and you got to give and take. All right, well, I I will try it. I'll try it, absolutely. Good, I'm glad. I'd just like to take a lot more. No, Sarah, you can't. (laughs) Okay, fine, fine. Um... I, I wanted to ask you too about you know you 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 know a lot of good etiquette. Before I get to this, you know, real or fake sex acts list that I want to go through with you, um, what do you think the proper etiquette is at hotels? Are you supposed to tip when you stay at a hotel? And I'm talking about the cleaning, like cleaning services, cleaning yeah. services, valet people. Like, what is the if standard? If you use their service, okay, you have to tip them. That's why I walk in. They go, sir, can I take your bags? I go, fuck no. <laughs> That's why I put that stupid sentence as do not disturb, do not clean. I call a friend desk, make sure they don't come and clean. Because they're like, oh, it's like, That's the thing. You have to tip. You know what I mean? And right. I'm only there for a night. I don't want to be like, I'm not staying there. If I'm there for two days, I don't really care if they change my sheets. Like, I've slept in worse sheets in my own apartment. You know what I mean? So I'm fine with sleeping in hotel sheets that I've slept in once beforehand. Well, it's funny because the LA Times did this story, and they say more Americans are split on the idea of hotel tipping than in any other industry. A 1,000 American travelers were surveyed. 30% don't tip anyone at a hotel. That's 30% out of 1,000. That's because they're cheap, and they're probably buying a hotel if they can't afford. I think a lot of people pay a lot more for oh, a hotel you think so now? when you can't. It's like when you go out to eat, okay? You have $100 in your pocket. That doesn't mean that you guys can go out for, you know, for $50 steaks, each of you. You have $100, which means that you're going to have to factor in 20% gratuity plus parking plus whatever, right? So I would say you guys can really go out for $35 meals knowing that you're going to have to pay another $30 in gratuity, you know, whatever, any sort of expense. So hotels are the same way. The same thing with carryout. Like, people don't, like... If oh, you, yeah, what's the standard with carryout? I never know. I tip carryout. It depends on what... If it is, like, a Couple bar... bucks, right? If it's a bartender or if it's someone who does a normal job, right, and they're stopping what they're doing to come do this for you, then you absolutely have to tip. Now, if it's, like, a fast, casual place that literally everyone is getting carryout, you know, and that's, like, all they're making their business off of... Okay. Then, no, you're not tipping. Like, you're not going to tip at a Chipotle, Right. But yet, if it's like, I never tip it. if it's or an like ice a, cream shop, or I'm if it's like, like an actual restaurant that I go in and I, you know, and everyone else is eating, actually getting tipped, you know, they're tipping. Okay. And I'm going to get pickup. You damn well better, yeah. Well, um, of the travelers that do in fact tip, 46% they say they tip the housekeeper, 40% tip room service attendants, 30% tip the valet, and 20% tip the porter, 10% the concierge. Um, now, although travelers are not obligated to tip any hotel workers, it's proper etiquette to leave a tip for those workers who help make your visit enjoyable, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what the, so you actually don't have to tip then. The 30% of people who don't tip, it's fine. Unless somebody went out of their way to make your stay enjoyable, which but, to but me, a, but you have to like you have to consciously you have to consciously avoid those people. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like 
To go in a hotel, well, yeah, like, when I travel, I know because anything that they do for you, it's going to cost you money. If someone comes to you on the street, it's like, oh my God, where are you guys from? That's fantastic. You know what? I'm actually a local from here. I'll show you around. They're either going to rob you or they're going to expect money after they've shown you all the cool spots, right? <laughs> Nothing is free anywhere in the world, especially when you're a traveling, especially when you're a tourist. So if you're staying in hotels, understand every little thing you do. I would come downstairs and be like, hey, sir, would you like coffee? You want some you know, water or anything like that? No, because I know if I get the water from there, I'm going to have to tip. I'm going to have to pay them on top of that, then tip them on top of that. I'll go to the gas station, buy my own huge bottle of water, and keep it in my hotel room. You know what I mean? So you have to be like, I'm not saying you should be cheap, but at least be conscious that if you're going to use all those services, you need a tip for them. Well, you make so a great point. stay at a crap hotel. Look, there's a shitty hotel, the Hotel Pennsylvania or whatever. I stay at it in New York all the time. The junkiest hotel. Like, oh, it is really bad. It's, it's right across really from bad, But it's right in the Penn middle Station. of like Penn Station, mm-hmm. right there, right? I don't care. I'm getting a room for myself. I'm staying for a night or two. I'm not using any other services. I just go straight in my room. Make sure the front desk knows. Don't clean it from there for two days because, like, you know. I'm just there for a shitty, for a shitty cheap night. Okay, so then you know you're then not going to have to Then I know, and I don't use anything. I don't even ask them, like, when I'm going out. I don't go, hey, which side is uh, 47th again? I don't. I don't even ask them. I just go outside and figure it out myself. Because <laughs> I don't, don't even want to wanna have to have, like, the, the idea that maybe I should. <laughs> oh, my God. If there's one person on this show that would know which sex acts are fake or real, it's Sammy. And this quiz is absolutely hysterical. There are 15 questions. I'll probably give you, like, eight. See if you can get it. All right. Okay? Let's go. The Tallahassee Spitwinder. Tallahassee Spitwinder. Is it real or is it fake? Tallahassee Spitwinder is fake. Okay, let's see. Nope, not a thing. You're right. You're, you're absolutely correct. I know. Um, well, this one's so easy. The Cleveland Steamer. Well, that's... Did you know that's... Hold on. Did you know there's actually a Cleveland Steamer? What do you mean? Like a, a, a steaming like, like device? There's a, yeah, we were looking because <laughs> I was looking for steamers for my snack company. And there's a brand called Cleveland, and they're the ones that originally made these huge steamers that people would make seafood and stuff in. And they're called Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> well, that one and is it's, real. It's real. Yeah, I know yeah. it's real. Yeah. Um, and th- by the way, you can Google what these are. Or, because I'm not the, explaining them to the you. The acts are so disturbing. All right. Um, all right. How about this? The Minneapolis Bullfrog. Minneapolis is that a real Bullfrog sex real. Fake? It is. How did you know? 100% verified. How did you know yeah, that? Yeah, I know that one. Oh my God! The to- uh, the Toledo torpedo is it a Toledo real Toledo torpedo? Real sex actor fake? Uh, that's fake. Made it up. Correct. Mm-hmm. God, I'm good at this. The Baltimore crabber. Baltimore crabber. Really? That's fake. <laughs> Thankfully, this isn't real. How do you see? you like five for five. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I How know about this. the silly Philly? The silly Philly. The silly Philly. That's not real either. This is like. Too silly to be true. You're yeah. incredible. I know what these. I know the good sex. How do you sex. know your sex? Because acts? I because I know how to make them up. Also, the Cincinnati bow tie. Cincinnati really bow tie is real. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that is real. Oh yes, it exists. Yeah. How are you? This is that Esquire is magazine did this. Yeah. How are you getting me? This is insane. We got, we got to keep going. You're like eight for eight. The Kalamazoo kangaroo. The Kalamazoo kangaroo is fake. You wish. Does that mean, oh, maybe this is your first that's one that's... fake. No, you wish. Oh, wait, does that mean I was wrong? Oh, it's real? Fake. You wish. Oh, maybe... Oh, okay, it's fake. Maybe yeah, it's real. it is fake. It's fake. Like I said it was, Sarah. It says you wish it was real. Oh, okay. The Manhattan Flapjack. The Manhattan Flapjack, that's a real one. 
possibly the most complimented sex act of all time. Look it up. It is real. <laughs> there you go. Look, I've already got 10 for 10. Like, why do I got to keep on going? I'm done. I am done. Thank oh, you, you. want to tab out? Okay, fine. No, okay, I'll go. Look, you want to go 15 for 15? How about the Las Vegas spatula? Las Vegas spatula, that is fake. Real or fake? What happens here? I think it's real. Ah, I think that one's it. real. Damn it. All right. Well, one. I missed one. St. So. Louis lefty. The St. Louis lefty? That's not real. Oh, oh okay. Um, wait. Oh, shit. Man, I, I was doing so one. good, and then I just well, missed my first we, one. It's fine. You were like 10 for 10. That is so impressive. I can't believe it. There's some I've other I've also ones. never been to Vegas, too, so I feel like I wouldn't know that move because I haven't experienced it. The Nantucket Tuckdown? I didn't get any of these The right. Nantucket Tuckdown? I mean, that would make real sense. That would be real. Egg. Real. It's fake. Okay. It's a fake. Vermont Maple Tapper. The Maple Tapper? That's real. Yep, you're correct. That's real. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. And the Delaware Down Under. The Delaware Down Under? That's not real. That's just... You think it's fake? Yeah, it's got to be fake. Yeah, you're correct. Okay, not so real. look at 14 out of 15. That's there you amazing. Go. I cannot believe. Yeah, no, because thing. also there's a way you can make your own, too. And just You just need to have some sort of adjective, <laughs> verb, and then a city or state. You know? That's insane. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, like the swooping Harry Wiscasset. That sounds like it could be a thing, but it's, but it's not. It's just a verb, an adjective, and then a city or state. That blows my mind how good you are at this game. I didn't get any of them right. I took it with Dan. I got, like, none. Really? Yeah. I was like... Like the Kentucky snowstorm? Well, that one I knew was real because that, back in the day, we I used to talk to about this. I that one. Oh, that was so awesome. If you want to know any of them, you can Google them. Um, one more story. I feel like on our show, you know, as you get to know our show, and, and if you're already a listener, you know, our show always likes to do some raunchy things and then some more inspiring things. You know, entertain and inspire. That's kind of our thing. Think about um, how you talk with your friends. You're not yeah. just talking inspirational, but you're also not just talking raunchy. Exactly. So I wanted to leave you um, with this before we get Ed Dombrowski on the show. Um, but women who live near vegetation live longer. And I, I really, I'm very excited about this. I like very zen-like things because I'm always like looking for ways to be healthy and live longer. And um, So and what, you're going to try to like set up a cotton the produce aisle at Whole Foods now? <laughs> yes, I would love that. Actually, I know you think I'm crazy because I do try to go to a psychic like every couple of months. And I've got an appointment coming up with a specific, with a health psychic. A health psychic? <laughs> yes. That one sounds legit. <laughs> about that tomorrow on the show but women live longer surrounded by nature according to science um and according to the environmental health perspectives they say women who live in homes surrounded by more vegetation have a significantly lower mortality rate than women who live in areas with less greenery i thought that was super interesting researchers with the harvard th chan school and women's hospital used the data of 108,000 women enrolled in the nurses health program they found that women that lived in rural areas or had um at least green trees that they could see out some of their windows um, actually reduced their death rate. Isn't that fascinating? But most so, cities, I feel, have like trees and stuff. You know what I mean? Like we have a lot of, I have a, we have a lot of vegetation in D.C. Yeah, but there are parts of D.C. Okay, for example, like one of the first apartments that I lived in, right? Um, you couldn't, like I was in an interior um, apartment unit, so you looked onto just like other buildings. Oh, you know what I'm building. saying? You didn't, okay. you didn't have any sort of outside look. I could put like vegetation in there, but the truth is, and they say that helps, by the way, to definitely put like some sort of greenery in your home, have your own little uh, mini garden, grow something. Um, 
But in general, the vegetation needs to be outside to cut down on air pollution, noise, and extreme heat. So you need to live around vegetation. But I thought that was great. Well, that's been helping a lot. You know, like one of my new favorite games whenever I go to someone's new apartment. What's that? You look through the windows and you try to find the people growing pot. (laughs) How do you know? Because you can see these huge green plants in their thing. They go, there's no way they bought a ficus or whatever that tall. Like, there's no way. Only in D.C. Mm-hmm. Only in D.C. Um, a couple things you need to know about. Our next live show is September 23rd at Clarendon Ballroom. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com. Um, if you follow one of us on social media, Hey Frage, um, there's a link that's going out, or you can just do um, backslash Hey Frage podcast on Eventbrite. That'll bring it to you. So um, get your tickets to that September 23rd in Virginia. And then our election night party is happening. And you know what? It's happening. I've made the decision it's happening whether we rent the suite or not okay we're gonna do the live petting zoo the wall the immigrants the dj and maryland's number one male porn star so right now though we're trying to get thirty-three thousand really dollars. porn star oh i love him yeah but but trump's never said anything negative about porn stars um well I, he's, I mentioned only beautiful things about his wife that is true, but I feel like, you know, the reason I wanted the porn star is all these statues have been coming up of Trump, and, you know, he's nude with, oh, the, with, a, with small a teeny wiener, noodle. So you want someone with a big this one? This guy has mm. a massive one. I've seen it. It's enormous, and I've you'll see it, seen too. It. I've seen it, too, Sarah. Yeah. Um, but look, we need you on the Kickstarter. Uh, it's not the It's the GoFundMe. Wrong website. Go to GoFundMe.com election night party. We have to raise the $33,000 in order to reserve the Trump Hotel suite. We've got to have the money. Yes, you need to donate. It's much like Amazon.com. They suck. They treat their employees like shit, but they're so convenient. you got to use them. That's <laughs> why you donate to this, okay? Look, we know you don't want the money to go to Trump. I know, but the party makes sense there. We want to see chicken shit on his carpets. you got to put the money in. The only way you're getting into the party is if you donate. So donate, okay? Excellent. Now, uh, second part of our Three Sides to Every Story interview is an attorney from Boston who represented my brother and helped my brother win primary custody of my nine-year-old niece. Seth's interview was yesterday. Today, Ed Dombrowski joins us. But I think what's so from amazing Boston about this to talk story, about Ed, and what dads can to have you on is to kind of help need to get a single fathers. How, often how fathers do single fathers get primary custody of their kids? And it seems to be so rare. So we wanted to talk to you about that today. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, Ed, tell me this. Do you represent a lot of single dads who are trying to go for primary custody of their their kid or children? I would say we have a pretty mixed practice. So I'm probably about split down the middle representing moms and dads. And so I think that uniquely positions me to be able to see things from both sides, you know, and understanding how when you're representing a mom in a case, oftentimes it, it, it is a bit different and sometimes it can be a lot different than when you're representing a dad. No question. So how, I mean, you know, what was so unique about Seth's case and, and certainly over the past two years um, that, you know, you've been working on this, there were many moments where it was like, oh my gosh, should we keep going? You know, will a court ever elect and give um, a dad primary custody of his kid? When this happens, Ed, when a dad does do it, how often do the fathers end up successful? You know, Sarah, it's 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 a tough percentage to offer up, but I'd say that more times than not, dads are are not successful in a situation like Seth's. Um, really, Seth's situation is really more of an outlier. Well, I was always told that pretty much, like, because my dad tells me this, because when my you know my parents got divorced and my mom clearly got custody, he goes, "Well, yeah, that makes sense." Like, he's like, "Men always lose." Like. It's almost impossible for a man to actually win the custody. Like, it actually has to be, like, you know, is that true? Like, because he made it sound like you kind of have to have, like, 
almost like it's almost got to be criminal before a man will actually win custody of a child. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think there there are um, you know some some stereotypes here that, that, that probably do end up ringing true, unfortunately. And, and I think oftentimes we do see situations where, um, although the courts are, are supposed to be gender blind, in reality, uh, I think just custom or practice is that oftentimes they're not. You know? and, and that's not to say that a party can't get a fair shake, and I, and I think Seth's case is one such example of that. But um, I do think that in many cases, while there is a presumption that both parties are on equal footing going into a custody proceeding, in practical terms, you, we often see a situation where the presumption is that the mom is going to be the primary caretaker, and, and it will be difficult for dad to have any sort of you know meaningful custody time um, aside from a non-custodial parent, you know, a, a parent that that might have some weekend time, alternating weekends. One such example, uh, and I think oftentimes you hear about dads described as Disney dads, you know, meaning basically that it, it's a dad that can just ha- have a child for a limited amount of time, do some fun things with him or her, and that's about that's about it, you know. But but the notion that going into court, a mom and a dad are on equal footing, and the the chances of both of them walking out you know, with 50-50 custody, um, or, you know, that's not that, 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 that's, that's not a likely scenario. And seeing a situation where a mom and dad walk into court and the dad walks out with primary custody is even uh, that much more rare uh, of an occurrence so in where my does, experience. Ed, where does that leave fathers? I mean, you know, Seth's case is so unique. And obviously, I mean, it was a situation, in your opinion, um, you know, how did Seth get to this point where he does have primary custody of his daughter? I think the biggest takeaway from Seth's case is don't give up. And even if you feel like coming into it, um, the the odds might be stacked against you. Don't give up. Um, be persistent. Uh, be detailed. And uh, you have a chance. And in, in Seth's case in particular, you know, there's a lot of focus on the relationship that he had with his daughter since her birth. And right. it was important for us to really lay out for the court what the relationship had been like, how it had changed, how it had, it had grown, and um, ultimately, you know, the standard being what is in this child's best interest, and that's the standard that that this court applied um, in, in that case. And it, it's difficult. You know, if, if Seth was the mom in this situation, I don't think we would have had nearly as difficult um, uh, a challenge presented before us. I think it would have been a bit more of a presumption. Again, it, it's not a given by any means, and I don't want to you know, give, the, give the sense that if you're, if you're a mom, it's a guarantee. It's not. But more often than not, it, it's the dad that really has, has, has the challenge here. So, and I think that's, that's what we saw. And, oh, yeah. Keep going, Ed. Sorry. No, and, and so I, I just think it's really important that uh, a dad needs to recognize that you have to be very detailed and almost very methodical in the way you present to the court the relationship you have with your child or your children. And it's not something as simple as um, saying, I brought them to sports, I brought them to school, I did homework with them. I think the more concrete examples that you have, um, in Seth's case, we, we had a lot of photographs, for example, and the photographs really were some of the best evidence ultimately because they chronicled a timeline. And Seth was able to use each of those photographs as, as a basis to then describe to the court you know, time he spent with his daughter and what they were doing. And so it created a nice picture. It was, basically became a, a family photo album 
problem of their relationship, and it countered any of the claims you know, that Seth had not been involved uh, with, with his daughter or had not been involved in a meaningful way. And in fact, we really, you know, I think, pretty effectively were able to refute that you know, by pretty clear evidence. Well, I have actually one quick question for, uh, for the lawyer here. Um, Mainly because I feel like this hypothetical story has happened a lot of times, and I'm just curious to actually know how it would have happened, okay? You may know this scenario from a very famous movie. Let's say I'm a father. My wife and I decide to get divorced, and I decide to dress in drag as an old lady to take care of my kids, okay? (laughs) I.e. the the plot to Mrs. Doubtfire, okay? Now, when I actually go to court and I sit there in front of the judge, do I actually have a chance of having joint custody with my kids like Robin Williams did in Mrs. Doubtfire, or is that completely asinine? Jeez, you know, that's something I'd really have to give some more thought to before I could offer a, a, a legal opinion, but I think it's a very interesting question, certainly. Okay. All right. Well, Ed, good. How, your, your practice is called Travers Dombrowski in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, if fathers want to reach out to you, is there an email address you can give? Is there a phone number where people can reach you? You've done a terrific job. Yeah, so, certainly. Um, so my email is E as in Edward, F as in Francis, D as in David at Travers Law, T-R-A-V-E-R-S-L-A-W.com. Our website is TraversLaw.com, and uh, our main number is 617-423-0099.